I'm here with Jordan. Zach Jordan. Uh, Zach Jordan. Oh, you have your, okay, so Zach Jordan. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, Social Media Marketing Conference, again, 2019. Yes. And um, he's gonna tell us about this interesting project that he's doing on um, Alzheimer's video. He's touring the country, uh, promoting awareness, and um, just a lot, of, a lot of interesting things, to what sounded like uh, from the initial short conversation that we had. So uh, let, let's do it again. Let's, let's was the thing that that brought you here sure well first I've never been here before I've obviously been a, a long time listener first time uh, first time uh, patron to the uh, to the conference listen to the podcast for years so this was really uh, an opportunity to, to see what the what the excitement was all about and uh, at the same time we've been gearing up my business partner Peter Shankwitz and I have been gearing up for this road trip and it's the my alls road trip and essentially what we're doing is we're driving from Los Angeles on June 7th and ending up at uh, the Penn Memory Center in Philadelphia on Friday June 21st we're stopping in 10 American cities we're doing Facebook lives in every city we're working with different organizations and universities all across the United States and and we're capturing over a thousand different videos hundreds of stories Alzheimer's stories and essentially showing people the modern face of Alzheimer's which everybody says hey it's Alzheimer's it's an old person's disease no it's really not we've got teenagers and we've got people from their 80 in their 80s and everybody in between who's actually impacted and so we're showing all of these people our biggest demographic on social media is between the ages of 25 and 60 so this road trip is really going to show people the real face of the disease and we'll be doing Facebook lives featuring guests and we're also partnered with the Penn Memory Center at the University of Pennsylvania because they looked at what we were doing and said wait a minute not only is the the story really exciting and the ability to share all those stories for the community but there's a scientific implication for all of that data and information so the Penn Memory Center at University of Pennsylvania is working on different Alzheimer's treatments. They're working on ways to, to do uh, diagnosis of the disease early. And so they're taking our stories and our information and our data from this video experience and from the road trip and applying that to a much larger uh, project. You, you did mention something really interesting on the technology side and, and we're gonna talk about it a little more in yeah. a little bit. I just um, wanted, wanted, as while we're on the topic, uh, how did it get to be, like what brought you to, to to do this Alzheimer's, it's an awareness, right? It's, it's uh, yeah, it's really twofold. So it's the awareness part of it to try to, to break the stigma because there's still a stigma attached to it. People don't like to talk about it. Um, and then second, secondarily, we wanna uh, equip the scientists with data and information, and we can do that through the form of story. So every time we sit down with someone, we'll ask them questions about their experience. And they could be a caregiver, they could be a brother or sister, they could be a, 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 a high school student who's you know, advocating and raising money. So basically anyone that's related somehow. Anybody one way or who's another. touched by it in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's about just over 5 million people in the United States have it, uh, which is a pretty conservative number when you figure the one-to-one -one ratio. You've got the patient who has it plus a caregiver you know, right, that okay. right there conservatively yeah, is yeah. like 10 million people. 
So, so what's your what's your background like? What what tell us about a little bit about that? So my background is storytelling. It's working in television and new media. Um, my business partner and I started a company, Joe Digital, back in 2008. One of our first clients okay. was Microsoft. Um, we made a bunch of content for the Live Earth concert, which took place on seven different uh, continents. Uh, we advised them on uh, making content back in when they were thinking about becoming a content-driven platform. Uh, we did a couple of award-winning series with them. And then we transitioned to working in television and digital. We designed um, uh, digital strategies and contents for shows like American Idol, uh, The Voice, So You Think You Can Dance, uh, X Factor. Um, and so our background is television, it's storytelling, it's digital, it's new media, and then obviously this the story with, with Alzheimer's is personal because we had my father who was diagnosed, that kicked off this whole thing with okay. a feature film that we made, and then we've basically applied our storytelling, our technology chops, and our experience in digital strategy, and are rolling right. it up into this project. Okay, so it makes sense, and now you're touring the country promoting the feature. Exactly, so okay. yeah, yeah. The feature's on Amazon Prime right now, it's Carpe Kilimanjaro, an Alzheimer's story. And the screenings that we're going to do in every single city, 100% of those proceeds will go toward the local uh, organization that are, we're working Are you on. coming to New York or is the Pennsylvania the closest that you're getting to the New York area? We're not going to go to New York, but we're going to be in Forked River, New Jersey. Forked River, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, be interesting to, I mean, if I have the time, I'll, I'll definitely see if I can uh, come and check it out. Yeah. Um, well, we're, I mean, look, the whole thing is going to be broadcast. Uh, not only the Facebook Live sessions that we'll do in each city, but we're going to be broadcasting from our phones. Every, everywhere we're, we're able to share what's going on on the road trip for 15 days, it's going to be nonstop talking, showing different people, having different people share their experiences, all on social media. Hashtag My Alls Road Trip. My Alls? My Alls. M Y A L Z Road Trip. Okay. Hashtag My Alls Road Trip. Yeah. Okay. Is it live now? It's, is yeah, it, that it's hashtag happening? is live right now. It's There's happening? content being pushed right now. It's starting to drip out, but once okay. we start to get into April, then we're kind of open the floodgates and really start to, to launch some content. Okay, and, and you're here on this conference because what? Because you're trying to get some ideas on social media or just meet with people and see what, what the industry is going? It's, or it's really all of the above, right? Yeah. So this is, this is the destination for all things social media it's and content Super marketing. Bowl of social media. It is the Super Bowl of social media. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, right? So yeah, this is, this is a chance to meet everybody who's all, you know, frankly, all from all over the world yeah. who's yeah. in this True. business, right? True. And, True. And, yeah. and being able to share and being able to, to swap ideas. Latest and greatest. It's, the latest yeah. and greatest. If you don't like it today, wait five minutes. It'll change. Don't worry. Exactly. Okay. So, what, what are you hoping to get out of it? Uh, the the conference. Yeah. Um, would love to meet some great people. You know, specifically talking about uh, so anybody who's in the social media space who might want to work with us and, and work on the project itself as we move across the country. In all our major cities, we're going to be doing big social media pushes. Also on the live front, since we're doing a lot of Facebook Live. Um, so, you know, the, the more opportunity we have here to, to meet people who are in places like Nashville and Knoxville and Austin and Dallas and, you know, New Jersey. So is, is it like um, what's called now the popular word uh, influencers? Influencers. Pe people that will be sharing stuff on their, on their accounts or people that will be sharing through your account, just helping you 
you know, spread the word. It's really both, yep. right? So it's, you know, th th there are obviously localized influencers, but then there's also the opportunity to, to kind of cross-pollinate the, the content as, yeah, as, as we move across the really country. It's really interesting. Now, um, about that technology part, it was really interesting. And uh, I mean, I didn't even know this thing is happening or exists. I mean, it makes sense with everything that's available. But, but the, you mentioned that you do an interview and then uh, there's an AI that analyzes body movements, face features, movements, and, and, and little bits of information, gathers them, compiles them, and then gets information out to, to medical professionals. Can you talk about that a little bit? And that's related to the movie that's and, and all the features and the videos that you've done. And that's, uh, if I got it right, it, it, it's one of the reasons why the medical um, facilities and the, and the medical researchers are interested in what you do because you get to talk to a lot of people related in Alzheimer's and there's a technology that can provide further, um, what is it, help in, into diagnosing it? Yeah, right? extra, yeah, extra data points. So the right. way that it would work, um, two, two of the lead uh, scientists and, and doctors that we're working with, Dr. Jason Carlowish and Dr. Uh, Jason Moore at the Penn Memory Center, University okay. of Pennsylvania, uh, Perlman School of Medicine, you know, they have, and, and, and Jason Moore in particular, uh, he's uh, head of the bioinformatics uh, department. So there's the, the video itself of the person and they're talking about their experience as either a caregiver, as a patient themselves. And so not only is the story of, of that person really important and really relevant to scientific research, but there's also that extra layer of data that can be pulled from those videos, like we were talking about. Inflection of voice, uh, eye movement, uh, the way that they, they happen to be uh, moving. And so all of that layer of information on top of the emotional layer that we're seeing in the video and their story, and then also you marry that up with you know uh, medical records and things of that nature, all of that combined is, is a really powerful data set that people at Penn Medicine, the researchers and doctors, can be using to create new technologies for early diagnosis and, and hopefully, eventually, uh, treatment and a cure. So basically, it adds to the database of information of uh, Alzheimer's related, pretty much anything when it comes to um, body movements, right? And, and that, that's yeah. map, mapping the face features over comparing them to medical records it's all, yeah it's it's all of this all of this combined oh, and so true. you know dr moore at at the Penn memory center um you know his team is working specifically in the world of artificial intelligence and data awesome, and figuring man. out how all of those pieces you know that before they were all disparately uh you know out there and now you know, so his before they were just relying on whatever information gets to them, but right. now they have the, the technical side to... Right. Wow. So the stories, right. the videos service two parts of the problem. There's the care side, which is, hey, I have Alzheimer's or my family's dealing with it. What do I do? I want to see real people that look like me, you know, talking about their experience. And then you've got the cure side, which is people at the Penn Memory Center who are actually working on and using these stories and these video and the data from those videos to help implement some sort of system that helps with early diagnosis that, and hopefully will help awesome. with the treatment. Awesome. It's, yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, it, look, these, 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 these researchers and doctors are really, really uh, smart and, and you know, so sounds like far along in terms of their understanding of how these different pieces work together. 
Uh, so it's really exciting to be partnered up with them and, and have this opportunity. So how long you've been doing this project? Like how long with the video and everything, the, the feature film, and it, it sounds like it's, it's, it's a lot been time. a few years, yeah. and and up to this point, it's been completely bootstrapped by my business partner and I. It's been this passion project, which is now starting to take this turn into being a much larger uh, project because the potential is there to to impact research and to impact Alzheimer's, and quite frankly, other. Uh, areas of um, you know brain-related uh, issues such as you know anxiety and you know depression and mental illness and all of those elements are wrapped up in the Alzheimer's issue. So you know we started out with this film, and then it grew into this story project. And now that we've started this partnership with the Penn Memory Center, this is a jumping-off point for a much larger project that we're. You know, undertaking which had, it's multi—it's a multi-phase project over the course of so, many years. So, how did you get how did you get the partnership with the Pen Memory? Uh, did they reach out to you, or you reached out to them and, and told them what you're doing, and, and they got interested in it? Yeah, great question. My business partner uh, is a Pen grad, so he, that certainly helped. And then when we first started the project, we had reached out to them uh, to to ask them to come aboard in, a, in an advisory capacity. Um, just because we we had first of all we had the contact uh, with Penn and the relationship given given the fact okay. that my yeah, business yeah. partner is an alumnus alumni, but they you know that conversation grew over the course of, of of a few years, and so now we're at that point where we're looking at this formal um, you know plan to go about this multi-phase approach to how do we take story. And, and marry it up with with these technologies available, and and turn it into a, a system. That's great. So so what do you what do you see this this story going uh, after like when you're done with the trip? After all the lives are done, all the videos, the the film has been, you know, showcased in um, wherever theaters you're showcasing it. Once it's all said and done, w where does that go? Like, what's the next stage of it? Well, that's that's a great question. The next stage for us is. Um, really starting in earnest with building out this what what we're saying is a mega story platform okay. that services the community as well as the scientific uh, efforts and so this road trip is simply a jumping off point for that much larger uh, project and so when we arrive in Philadelphia on June 21st the longest day and we've got over a thousand videos and we've been in all these American cities and screened the film we hope that that will fuel this much larger uh, effort, which, by the way, there's over 50 million people worldwide today that are impacted by some form of dementia. So we're taking a microscopic uh, piece of this story. There are millions of stories out there that are that are just Alzheimer's and dementia, and and we we, we think this story project can have uh, uh, an impact on that. So, you, so you're thinking about building in a, sort of a community, um, maybe online or offline, or maybe both, and, and have like all those videos as in terms of people watching them and either getting advice, information, or just you know, just just for just for knowing that they're not alone in, in what's what they're dealing with. Is is that is that kind of like? I a, think you you hit the nail on the head. The the, the issue there today is. I feel like I'm dealing with this stuff all, all by myself and I'm alone. The biggest thing that we do in terms of that human wisdom in the form of this, these people in the videos is that they provide the sense to the world that look, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is or your situation with this disease, there is somebody out there who's going through exactly the same situation you are and, and chances are if we can connect you 
in a meaningful way that will help you both. So you would have a way of, of people so, connecting with each other? Yes, in so, like that, the, so the, much larger, the much larger project involves that. The, 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 the great part of it is the, the back end, right? The scientific part of it. So yes, there's the softer side, which is the care and the connection, but you're also servicing directly you know, the, the, the scientific community and all the really smart people working on treatment and a cure. And so it's, it's servicing both, uh, you know, both parts of the issue. Okay, that, that's, that sounds like a large, very large project. It's ambitious, yeah. Yeah, no, it doubt, no doubt, I mean, no it's, doubt. I'm not saying impossible, but it, it's definitely something. And it, it's, it's very also, it, it's a very, it's a very uh, novel approach. I mean, you know, trying to get all that, put it in one place, get it out to people, connect people that need interaction. Um, I think it's great. So where, where does, uh, since we're in social media marketing world, where does social media fall into this aside from you said you're doing the Facebook lies and, and the YouTube lies and, and the hashtags and everything? Like what else, what else is, like how else are you using social media to, to add to this, like to whether promote it or uh, just to manage it? Is, is, there, uh, is there anything you can say on that? Yeah, great question. Well, I would say we would not be where we are today with the project had it not been for the social media, social community that we have. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. All three of those platforms in very different ways have all connected the various people. For example, we work with a, a, a group called All's Authors and they have 200 authors who've written books based on their personal experiences. They are all over the United States and Canada. We would have never been able to connect with any of those people had it not been for the messaging, the sharing, the interaction that goes on on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, the sharing of stories, the sharing of messaging, uh, the Facebook groups, you know, the Instagram stories, all of that combined led to where we are today. And going forward, that's going to be a very instrumental in not only helping to promote the road trip, but long after that in, in connecting people and, and, you know, keeping those conversations going because that's where the, that's where the real you know connection is right now for a lot of people because they don't have yeah. the human interaction yeah. right so, so it's all online it's all online but it's a, but it's growing um, and and becoming more meaningful you know google yeah. hangouts yeah. Uh, you can interact with people on you know live like the zoom and the live videos and chats and all that all, all yeah. of it now gives us these these tools and there is there is some layer of of, of deeper connection there but I don't think we should stop there, right? We, you could, we, could, we could go much, much bigger and much broader. Right. But to your question, you know, social media is a, a really integral part of how we're trying to move the needle with respect to Alzheimer's awareness and care. So what is, what is, the, like, what is the type of strategy that, that you guys use? Do you, do you have someone that deals, does the social media for you or you guys do it on your own? You say it's, it's all bootstrapped. So right now, we're mostly you we're, doing doing it all, right? we're doing it on our own. This has been, you know, we've been running Joe Digital. And, and you still run the agency. We still the, run Joe Digital, alongside. but we've been, you know, weaning off and moving much more into the My Alzheimer's Story project, frankly, because it's taking most of our time, right? Okay. And the road trip in particular, we're just over 60 days away from, from leaving. Uh, Los Angeles to begin the road trip. So all of that effort has been done in-house and then we have a team of people that we reach out to for various parts of it. Once the road trip starts, then we'll have a team of probably five to ten people. Uh, some, of, some of them will come with us, some of them will just stay on the ground and monitor, 
you know, so you just send them content and they distribute it. Right, so you'll have right. Like a so Dropbox folder or something. Yeah, yeah. So there's obviously a lot of tools in there, right? So there's yeah. the the editorial calendar creation and management. There's that, the that was going to be my next question. Like, what tools would you use to coordinate? Like, it seems like a, a, a big coordination headache with people being on the road all the time, generating all that content with the interviews and the lives and everything else during the day and then that content gets to get uploaded and pushed to all the networks. So what's the tools that, that I mean, you have the agency, you've, you've done all the content and everything, and you've probably used or using a lot of those tools, but can you just speak a little bit on that? Like what, what's, the, what's the process that you think would help you utilize that? Right now, we're, right now we'll create the editorial calendar for, you know, on a month to month basis. Yeah. Right, and just like everybody does for a lot of different strategies and various verticals, and from there we'll use our, you know, something like Hootsuite, where we'll 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 dial in our, our our content. It's not all done. It's not all programmed. You know, some of it has to be manual. Um, once we start getting into the road trip situation, where we're talking about live video, and live video actually being a bit a big component on Facebook and yeah. and on Instagram. Yeah, you do YouTube. Uh, we don't do YouTube, although, and this is part of my reason of being here, is to one of our big um, objectives is to make sure that we maximize our, our uh, impact for our Facebook Live broadcasts, right? Okay, yeah. That means leading up to, during, and after. And part of my mission here is trying to find uh, people and, and, and entities that can, that can you know, offer some guidance on that because you know, that alone right there could, could occupy one one or it two is, people to yeah. just focus on that effort alone. It's basically a funnel that, that needs to be built for for live event. So you promote it before and then you promote it during, see what people are interacting, commenting, then get all those video views and follow up with them either with an ad, paid ads, targeted to people that have interacted with it or just take that content that has been because the lives get recorded and they get to stay on your page. So you get that video and then you can promote it again with some money behind it, right. like a campaign, and then work off of uh, all the audiences that you create based on video views, um, you know, g generate awareness that way and also build your, uh, your funnels and, and the warm audiences that, that engage with this thing. So it's definitely, yeah, it, there's, there's strategies that around that. Um, yeah, people do that all the time for uh, for events. For example, you're promoting an event that is going to be live. Think about it as like a live webinar or right. a webinar funnel in general. Right. You promote it before, you promote it during, if it's live, within the community, if someone's managing the chat and all that. So yeah, um, it's, so, so basically you, you're concentrating on Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter for now. That That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's where our most, uh, passionate audiences are we have we, we're getting a little noisy here but you see them in the background that's all people moving uh, from the conference so it's it, you know there's gonna be some noise there's a DJ playing in the back over there's like a DJ booth so um, just a side note here because I, I noticed there's a lot going on and it, the microphones are picking that up so uh, but there's also you know I think and, and you I think you could probably speak to it that there's an automation element to that too that could probably be you can, implemented yeah. into that. Yeah, you, you can definitely, you can automate 
again, with automation, uh, the important part is, is the end goal. Um, like how we, how we met here and how we scheduled this interview through the chatbot that was created. Um, there's an end goal for, for it to, to get people to schedule and you saw there was a calendar and everything else. So, so that, that's how it starts, basically building automation in forms of chatbots is, is you start kind of like backwards. You start with the end in mind and then you build forward based on, on what you're trying to, mm -hmm. to, to achieve. So in, in your case, um, it can definitely be automated. Uh, a, a lot of things can be done, for example, like a daily, um, daily tips or maybe just daily content that gets pushed to people and, and that all can be scheduled. Think about it like email drip campaigns. Uh, where you get your email list subscribers daily newsletter types right. but newsletters and now emails and they don't really get opened a lot well, with messenger bots we're getting 80 percent open rates uh, and, and that's like average you right. know some people right. see 100 percent and if it's an involved and engaged audience that has a specific interest in, in the in the topic that they've engaged with in your case will be alzheimer's uh, that that's that's really that's really niched and engaged audience so I'm, I would think your open rates will be over 80 I mean you probably get 80 90 not I wouldn't be surprised if you get 100% open rates on messages that you send out with even updates for okay daily this is where we are this is where lives are starting or maybe even just push little bits of, of content in forms of like short interviews or short snippets of something so yeah this all can be automated and it can be running on the back end for you mm -hmm. uh, just just to aid everything else that you're doing, and then you do your other thing. It's just, it, it's one less thing to think about. In my case, with the scheduling, I created it, I let it out, I sent links to people, and and that was it. I don't have to worry about constantly, you know, getting messages. I, I, I would get a message when someone schedules it in my email, and all I have to do is add it to my Google Calendar. Right. And and that's all. Um, yeah, it's intuitive. It's, it's yeah. You know, you don't have to step into this. It other happens realm. within Messenger too, so people are used to interacting with it. Right. It's personal. There's no fraction. Uh, they don't have to be. Last night at the party at, at the Hyatt, I don't, I don't know where you're there. Uh, uh, some girls. Uh, they have an app for like building uh, video ads or some social media ads. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had to scan a QR code that then took me to, to a website. Then they prompted me to download an app uh. that then asked me to register for. And I was sitting there half, half an hour almost with them trying to, because it was interesting. And I was like, okay, let me see what it does. But I'm like, oh, now I have to download an app. Come on, what if my internet is not okay? I mean, what if I don't have connection? Right, a lot uh, of steps. Yeah, so a lot of steps. Uh, so this is eliminated with, with the chatbots. Right. And uh, I mean, the, there's other ways to automate too. You, you can have like email campaigns and then text messages. There's a lot that can be done. But uh, it, it's really interesting what, what you guys are doing. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed, especially with all the technology that lies behind it. It's, it's, it's crazy what, what, what people can do off of just simple video. And you, you mentioned, which is interesting, actually, uh, in China. Tell them about China, like what, what happens in China? Well, look, I, I'm not an expert by any means, but I know in China, you know, they, they have a pretty thorough monitoring system so that if you happen to be a citizen in China, chances are you're on camera, and not only are you on camera, but you know that there, there might be you know bio this, this information is like, this that's is being like recorded. That, that TV show, um, Person of Interest, was it? 
where, where they had all the cameras like right. all over the world they right. can tap into at any point and find people right kind of seems like that I mean it, it, it's real I mean it, it's happening it, yeah it's, it's 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 like a little bit scary it, it, it's happening <laughs> they're watching us man it's I'm telling you um, yeah uh, so what else um, what else around your project like what about the agency like what, what does that stand is, is that like on the back burner right now I mean it's at least for right now our focus is the road trip because it's it's taken all of our, our time and, and effort and certainly our, yeah. our, our resources yeah. so you know the thing about television and you know new media certainly for television there's you know the, the ebb and flow right so you wind down on a project in our case we, we've we've you know, wrapped up some projects and now we're entirely focused on, on getting the road trip. And then I think at the end of June, beginning of July, we have to reassess like what's gonna happen. Is, you know, the My Alzheimer's uh, project gonna kick off in earnest? And at that point, then we'll have to make a decision. Are we gonna go full-time into that or are we gonna, you know, straddle both? Okay. You know, we'll, we'll have to make that decision once we you, get there. You'll see where the project is. Exactly, kind of going exactly. Forward. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds interesting. So what kind of, uh, what, what kind of uh, support and help are you looking for? Like, what, what kind, like if someone wants to get involved, how do, they, how do they do that? Well, if someone wants to get involved, first, I mean, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. My Has Alzheimer's. My Alzheimer's. My Alzheimer's, and then hashtag My Alls Road Trip. Um, right now, we're looking for people who could help in the social media um, realm in terms of Nashville, Austin, uh, Knoxville, Louisville, uh, New Jersey, and then we're also looking for, you know, people in the, in the world of live, live video. We've done live shows, you know, 10, 12 camera live shoots and around television. It's yeah. a very different animal than doing Facebook Live. And specifically to what we were talking about earlier with maximizing, you know, the, uh, the engagement and, and, and making yeah. sure that on the back end of that, we give life to that live broadcast well beyond you know, yeah, the actual show. Because yeah, you have to kind of get the, the best out of this video that you're doing. I mean, it doesn't end with the live. It pretty much right. starts with it. So you and, as the you live, yeah. and as you, you know, uh, pointed out, these groups, you know, the Alzheimer's groups within Facebook are pretty passionate. And so if you're able to, you know, take that link in the show, the live show, and then it lives on, you know, through those different groups. Are, are you groups. part of those groups? Are yeah, you we are. Those? Yeah, we're, we're, we're connected. Yeah. Is, is there a Facebook page for the project? Yeah, it's my, it's my Alzheimer's. My so Alzheimer's. on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram, it's my Alzheimer's. What's, how, many, uh, how many followers you got on? on I think uh, we've got just over a thousand right now. Yeah. So it's, but, you know, we're, we're growing. Um, I would say that, you know, the numbers, it's really about our engagement. Right, and and the fact that we have a pretty uh, engaged audience, not only in the, the the digital world, but also in terms of you know the experiential, which is going on the road, doing the face to face, and then tying those two things together. I think that's what is the other unique aspect to the project, right? Because we're taking you know the best of the digital interaction and marrying it up with boots on the ground, real face to face real so people you, so you you're not selling anything <coughs> you're not selling anything to to the audiences you you want them to watch and engage with the content that's right so so what would you do with that audience once you have it because as you may know you you can do audiences based on video engagements mm -hmm. right so let's say you're in you're in those groups for alzheimer's um you have a video whether it's live or uploaded onto your page then you share that link from your page 
onto that group for people to watch. You can then create audiences of, of anyone who's seen that video for a, for a certain amount of time and the, the, you, you pick the amount of time, whether it's three, five seconds, 25% of the video, whatever, Facebook gives you the option. So let's say you create audiences of people that have seen that video for more than, say, 50%. That would be a pretty good warm audience, you know, engaged uh, for them to stay 50 minutes, 50% of it. Uh, what's the goal for that audience? Like you would, you would send ads to them because you would you would have the option to if you have them as an audience, custom audience on Facebook. Like you would send ads to them promoting screenings of the video I mean of the feature I mean to be honest we haven't we haven't thought that through it's not really an objective for us to sell them anything for us it's about building up a community large enough so that once we our project takes hold and we start uh, you know the, the multi-phase project with the Penn Memory Center that we are, have built up this audience large enough so that we could have make an impact from the scientific and story part of it in terms of selling anything we're not that's that's what I was yeah. saying yeah you, you don't really sell them anything no. so so you're no. so there's there's no sales pitch in this right so there, there's no sales there's there's no pushing of products we're just looking for passionately engaged people who there, can get the word out about Alzheimer's and you know are willing to share their story right so basically you you're building a community right right now so you Sorry, one your battery out uh, I just wanted to make sure I had the Yeah, we're it's one o'clock all right we're good we're good so you're building a community and you're growing that community are you well you say you're gonna have the the social aspect of it is that going to be like a website somewhere that, that you would build with that social interaction function to it so where people can you know the, that community that you're building is then gonna be taken to that website where they can interact or is it just going to be living somewhere in place like a Facebook group for example where people can just interact there? Well we envision a much larger uh, uh, platform project that will exist on its own outside yeah. of... Uh, are there platforms now that, that are similar? Like, is, is not, there not in this regard because we have something that's very specific to Alzheimer's and dementia Okay. from a story perspective and the social perspective, but also from the scientific uh, perspective. So yeah. we've got the three layers, that, and, and that's kind of the unique angle to this, and that's why you know, we've kind of looked around and it doesn't make sense to cobble together different things, especially because you know, we're also talking about medical, right? And you know, I'm, I'm not an expert on, and, and don't claim to be, in terms of you know, medical data and information. So, because we're involved with a medical project where you know there's medical information and data and we're working with you know an organization a scientific organization you know everything has to be uh, by the book and you have to go by very strict guidelines in terms regulations. of regulations regulations about how we actually are using you know the information and so I think part of that you know pitch to people is look you know you're participating in this community it's not only giving you great support, but by the way, all of this interaction and engagement is, is also helping science, right? So, you, you asking people for specific information when they, uh, w at, at what point you ask them to give you that information? Well, we're asking them when we, when we do the questions, right? So we'll sit down with somebody 
for example, we'll sit down and we'll do an interview with them and we have our layer of questions and those questions are all based on what the Alzheimer's community is really wanting to know, whether it's about long-term care, whether it's about, hey, what do I do when my, you know, mother stands up all night long and, and won't, you know, and won't turn off the light or is yeah. agitated. Things like that, you know, we, we ask those questions, but then there's another layer to that, which is we engage the research team at the Penn Memory Center and we say, okay, we're interviewing a woman, she's 35 years old, she's a, she's a caregiver. We're interviewing a patient who's, you know, 51 has early onset. From a scientific perspective, what are those key questions that we need to factor in? So we're taking the, you know, the uh, civilian information, right, the, the, the rudimentary information about a, a person experiencing the disease, matching it with the scientific information and what they're interested in and putting it together and then on a, you know, just a simple Q&A, that provides a lot of, you know, uh, base yeah, layer information. Yeah. And then from there, of course, depending on the participant, you know, as we were talking about earlier, that layer of information is then matched with, you know, the, the medical records. And okay. so for that type of information, we have to, you know, go through a very, uh, uh, you know, strict regulations. Very strict regulations. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to have, you know, a, you know, abide by all the guidelines in terms of that stable of people. So that's a, that's a slightly different animal than just, you know, engaging yeah, someone I mean, storing for all those records and what do you do right. and how you manage right. it. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Which is why it's necessary to have an institution partnered with us because we're not in the business of, you know, just building a social video site for, you know, Alzheimer's. We're really setting out to do something that will make an impact for the research department and that means going through uh, a much more rigorous process to make that happen and loop in the necessary partners to do so. So, so it all started like a passion project with few videos, then a feature, now a road trip, then and the hospital, is it a hospital or is it is yeah, a research they're, they're center? Yeah, they're building a pretty uh, so impressive hospital so in the, Philadelphia so right so now. the Penn Philadelphia Hospital and Research Center and then who knows? Then, then the community, then the, the networking part, and then the, the medicals, and then a Nobel Peace Prize for you know for bringing <laughs> Alzheimer recognition or early detections, and you know who knows? I mean, it's it's great. I mean, I, I love it. I love I it. I think it's, if we if we got a treatment, and if we found a cure, that would that would achieve the goal that all of us are working toward. Because here's the here's the bottom line too: Alzheimer's is so layered and it's so complicated, there is no singular organization that is going to be the silver bullet for this. It is so uh, layered and, 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 and it, there are so many complicated issues related uh, to the yeah, disease. I'm not familiar with it, but uh, as far as I know, there's, there's also not just one type. There's like multiple yeah, different There's dementia, types which of, is the umbrella issue. Yes. And then there's many, there are many different types of dementia. Alzheimer's is the most popular, most common type of dementia. So it has to be, a, I mean, it, it's not going to be one single cure that's going to be, okay, this is it and it's done. It's going it, to have to be for each of those different types and levels. Because those of, different pathologies affect the brain in different yeah, ways, okay. right? So yeah. as you point out, they're going to be, those treatments need to be, you know, customized. So, I mean, look, and how far is the research on that? Like, is, is there like any hope for, for getting cure for it anytime well, here, soon? Here's, or? Look, my, my, my father passed away in 2012. 
we're in 2019. All of the clinical trials that have happened uh, between 2012 and 2019 have failed. There is no viable treatment. There is no uh, way to cure so the to disease. This day, there is no so we are still trying to find out. First of all, we're all we're trying to figure out exactly what causes it because there there are many theories. Um, there there are you know amazing technologies to diagnose. It used to be that you had to wait until the patient died to to do an analysis of the brain tissue to find out if they had Alzheimer's and to what degree. Yeah. Now they're able to diagnose much earlier with various testing, but we still do not have any viable treatment as a way. It is a death sentence. When you get Alzheimer's, when you are diagnosed with it, that is the beginning of the end, unfortunately. Now there are many good years, but I think we have to be very frank and blunt about the fact that we do not yet have a treatment. But here's the silver lining. Polio, cancer, and AIDS. Every time that we have combined public policy with uh, healthcare in the, in, the, in the government sector and, and in the private sector, we've been able to address those issues and we've either cured or, or produced really successful treatments for those major diseases. There's no doubt that that will happen with Alzheimer's. What we lack is funding. Funding for enough research to happen and the funding, the lack of funding is a direct result of the stigma still being in place. And with the way to destroy that stigma is for people to talk openly about the disease the way that we talked about cancer and the way that we talked about AIDS, right? Once we start doing that on a large, uh, in, a, in a significant way, then you know the, the floodgates will start to open in terms of research and we will find a treatment. So but the main goal for your project now is just to to, to try and break that stigma that you, you mentioned, just, just to wait out in the wild, yes. show people, talk about it, have discussions, live videos, social media, the powerful networks that exist nowadays. I mean, back, what, 10, 15 years ago, you would basically have to call people on the phone and, oh, you want to hear about Alzheimer's. Right. Now you can just tell them on, oh, there's a video on social media. That's right. So.